0: We spoke last week about the Kingdom Warranty and we established that a warranty is to ensure a certain level of quality for the consumer. And when those standards aren't met, we may in fact see a mass recall as we did with some of the Galaxy phones and we saw with some cars We know about Johnson and Johnson, who actually laid the precedent for what warranties now do for every other product. And so we use that to lay the foundation for what we then have gone on to describe as the worst ever malfunction in humanity. And that took place in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve where God had created his ultimate creation, you and me. And in fact, he looks at it and he says, it is very good, meaning that it's really fit for purpose. He's so pleased with his creation that it's he, he says it's very good. And he warns Adam and Eve, saying, look, live by this particular code. He says to Adam, if you... Eat of a particular tree, then you will die. And we begin in uh, Genesis chapter two, verse seventeen. But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. And Adam and Eve fail to abide by the guidelines. And it's often what happens when you don't follow the guidelines of any particular product, any particular creation. You're always at the risk of a malfunction. And so they failed to listen to God. And we see here that they ended up in spiritual death. They were no longer alive spiritually to God, but the flesh had now become the dominant thing in their life. And the Bible tells us here that it really grieved God as the creator of this ultimate product or creation. He was totally grieved by this malfunction that was now being perpetuated by every birth that was taking place. Look at this, Genesis 6 verse 5. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The pervasiveness is evident here. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth and grieved to his heart. And so today I want us to begin or launch into our word by holding on to this phrase, which we're going to use um, to identify what is happening here. The phrase is dead end. Now dead end usually means that you've arrived at the end of a road, there's no other way out. And basically you are at the end. And we're playing on the word dead because when we read Romans 8, verse 6, we're told here that the mind governed by the flesh is death, a dead end. Verse 13 of Romans 8, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die, a dead end. You see, God had given instructions but they were thwarted. They ignored what he said. And so we look in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death. And so no matter which way you flip it, which may way you twist it, the works of the flesh only lead to death, to a dead end. And so I want us to really Take on this passage in Philippians 3 and verse 3. And just like how we memorise, and hopefully you have, Romans 14 verse 17, which talks about the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. I want us to memorise this passage, which is Philippians 3 and verse 3. And it's particularly this last part of the verse, which actually says, put no confidence in the flesh. Put no confidence, no confidence in the flesh. The reason being is because the works of the flesh will always lead you to a dead end. Why, you ask? Well, let's have a look. In Galatians 5, it spells out to us what the works of the flesh are. And we begin in verse uh, 16, which actually I love is a great start, which gives us another encouragement. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Now, I love this because it does exactly what God did in Genesis when he speaks to Adam and Eve, he says, you can eat of all the trees except the tree of good and evil. And it gives instructions at the beginning as to how to conduct yourself. And we see here that Paul is doing the same thing before he lists out the works of the flesh. He says, don't put any confidence confidence in it. He says, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And then he goes down to verse 19 and he says, the acts of the flesh are obvious. He says here, sexual immorality. So we're talking here about adultery, where someone who is married is having sexual relationships with somebody who is not their spouse. Fornication, where somebody who is not married is having sexual relationship with somebody who isn't. So anyone that isn't, you are having sexual relationship with that person. So that's fornication. Uncleanness, which is the opposite to purity. And so we're looking here at things like debauchery, lasciviousness, a constant readiness to sin at any time. These are all works of the flesh and they lead to a dead end. Idolatry, worshipping any other God than the God revealed by scripture and introduced to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. In the past, we would worship gods of seasons and spheres, like Zeus or Poseidon. So we would worship the god of the sea, or the god that would bring us a good harvest or rain. But because the flesh continues to devolve, we now worship the thing itself. So we worship power, we worship money, we worship nature, sensuality. We take these pleasures and we make them our god, to the point of hedonism. And so we always are looking to gratify the lusts of the flesh. The flesh will always lead us to a dead end. Witchcraft or sorcery. We see the word pharmacia, which is seeking out chemical compounds to provide a spiritual experience. In other words, trying to fulfil a spiritual experience or need anywhere else but through the true and living God. So this involves a form of witchcraft because we're trying to come up with some concoction or something that will take us into another realm. Hatred, an attitude of the heart that is a foundation for despicable acts toward another. It pursues bad treatment of another. In other words, it, it, it is, sows discord, contention. It is originally two contenders striving against each other for a prize, but then it became this combative argument to spirit, a desire to sow discord. That's what the flesh does. And the Bible tells us to mark those that cause discord amongst us, works of the flesh, and they lead to a dead end. End. Jealousy. To think you deserve things more than the other person. A deep-rooted desire to have what they have. Works of the flesh. They only lead to death. To a dead end. Fits of rage or outbursts of wrath. Uncontrollable anger. Rage. You know, these are works of the flesh. Maybe you're finding it hard to control your anger. They're works of the flesh. But they're not because of you. They're because of the original malfunction from Adam and Eve. But you have a choice. Do I continue to walk in that malfunction? Or do I walk in the spirit. When we walk in the spirit, we will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. When we walk in the flesh, we will always end up at a dead end because the wages or the outcome of the flesh is death. Dissension, factions, to stand apart or break people apart, cause division. And this Couples with heresies because we choose what we want to believe about a thing. So falsehood and half truths. So we often aren't interested in finding out the full truth. We will simply hold on to a piece of information and then make that the whole fact. And often cause dissimulation, breaking people apart, dissension, envy. In other words, you're envying others that you don't des- deserve, feeling that they don't deserve the things that they have. And wish them ill because of it. And this links to murders, unlawful killing of another. And why I say this? Because you can murder somebody, the Bible tells us, with our words. By simply speaking evil or bad things about them. And wishing them bad. This is envy and murders, drunkenness. It's a social thing, having your senses impaired by a substance. In other words, that you are no longer in control of your own faculties, but you are under the influence of something else. And so many of us have got ourselves in problems by being under the influence of something else. The work of the flesh will always lead to death, a dead end. Orgies or revelry, insatiable indulgence in debauchery or l- that lowers yourself and others to animalistic indulgences. Again, it's this hedonistic gratification of the soulish desires rather than submitting ourselves to the spirit. I say again, the works of the flesh always, always leads to a dead end. And Paul warns us here. He says, I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we're talking about how do we live in the kingdom? This is the way to make sure that you don't experience any of what the kingdom offers. This is what will hamper you. This is what will cause you not to succeed is when you put confidence in the flesh. So again, I want us to remind ourselves here. Look, the Bible tells us that the 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 the, the mind, our minds, when it's blind by the or from the truth, because the enemy loves to do that. He loves to blind our minds so that we cannot realize the truth of what God is offering, and it leads to death. So when you end up doing what your heart desires, it again leads to a dead end. We hear people say, do what what, what you feel like. Unless your heart is under the influence of the Spirit of God, it will always lead to death, to a dead end. Jeremiah puts it like this in chapter 17, verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things, and it is extremely sick. Who can understand it fully and know its secret motives? So I admonish us again today from Philippians 3 and verse 3. He says, We who serve God by His Spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus, that's our strength. It's our boast in Christ, and who put no confidence in the flesh. No confidence in the flesh. You have to tell yourself, put no confidence in the flesh. Otherwise, you're going to go to that same place again. Do that same thing again. Act in that same way again. And end up in the same place. At a dead end. But when you walk in the spirit, that's the antidote. That's what will prevent the power and the influence of the work of the flesh. You know, God saved me at seven and I've lived my life all in with God. Don't get me wrong, I'm not sinless, but I've learned to walk in the spirit. And because I'm an all or nothing kind of person. I genuinely believe that if I was not walking with Christ, I would be an all-in sin and would be on my way to where the flesh takes us to death, to a life without Christ. But I give God thanks today that I heard the voice of God speak to me and that when my flesh begins to manifest, because it does. The Bible says that the flesh wars against the spirit. And consistently they are fighting against one against the other. But it's only when we allow the, f- the spirit to be fed. To be the dominant force in our life. The spirit of God will guide us into truth. And we will not fulfill the desires of the flesh maybe you're falling down still you're 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 born again but you're you're struggling don't give up don't stop keep pursuing the spirit of God but learn to tell yourself don't put confidence in the flesh recognize the triggers those things that will cause you to react and simply walk in the flesh Could it be the simple flirtations that you get into that then end up taking you into a sexual sin? Could it be the disdain that you have for somebody that causes you to envy or or to be jealous? Could it be that you are somebody who's causing discord because you're picking up half-truths and you're not prepared to get to the bottom of what really happened? All of these things are works of the flesh and they only have a dead end. They lead to death. Nothing grows out of that or out of these works that are life and empowering. So God is encouraging us today to put no confidence in the flesh. Maybe you don't know Jesus. And you have no choice but to be led and be a slave to the works of the flesh. But today you can be free. Today you can step out of that by surrendering your life to Christ and allowing the Spirit of God to deal with the malfunction of sin. You simply have to pray this prayer. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. And I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And that through forgiveness of sin, I can be made new. I repent of my sins. Forgive me, Jesus. Make me new. Be the Lord of my life. And fill me with your spirit. If you've prayed that prayer, you've invited God into your life by faith. And you are now in a position to walk in the spirit and begin your journey to put the flesh under subjection and to correct the malfunction of sin. Click the tab. And let us know that you've made that decision today. Or reach out to somebody online or somebody you may know. And we'll continue to walk with you through this journey. And if you are a born-again Christian and you're struggling with the works of the flesh, don't give up. Begin to let the Spirit and the Word of God take root and speak to your flesh. Use the Word of God and say, I'm not putting any confidence in you anymore. I'm not going to go to that rendezvous. I'm not going to watch that program. I'm not going to do that usual thing because it always triggers that work of the flesh and I'm tired of ending up at a dead end. And watch how God begins to allow you to walk in victory and it's one victory at a time as you walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. May God bless you today. May God allow you to stand and take control over the works that will undermine your expanse and joy in the kingdom of God. And remember Philippians 3 and verse 3. Put no confidence in in the flesh. No confidence, not even a little bit. No foothold to the enemy and watch how God gives you the authority you need to live a victorious life. God bless you. Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfil the desires of the flesh.